Chapter 22 Alex stood by her bed twenty minutes later, staring down at her open suitcase through the film of moisture that blurred her vision and stung her eyes. A few warm tears streaked down her cheeks, but she quickly wiped them away and took a deep breath, willing herself to finish her task. She zipped up her case and took a last look around the room. Then she forced herself to pick up the case and leave. As she passed by Eric's now empty room, she flashed on an image of them holding each other in bed that morning. She could still feel the gentle trail of his fingers along her cheek, could still sense his warmth, and feel the strength of his arms surrounding her. The memory was so sharp. She paused in front of his doorway and let the image fill her mind. His boyishly handsome face, his soft smile, the way his hair fell over his forehead in adorably messy strands. His warm, strong body, molding to hers, like he had been designed for it. The sweet, delicious heat of his skin under her lips. Askley, he had murmured, drowsily, happily, in that first cozy moment when he'd woken and seen her there. My love. Let it hurt, she thought, as pain spasmed through her. Maybe the memory will last a lifetime if it hurts. She went downstairs, depositing her case by the front door as she scanned the living room for any mislaid belongings. The hearth was cold and dark. Yesterday's blazing fire reduced to crumbling gray ash at the bottom of the grate. Nothing else was out of place. It was exactly as it had been when they'd arrived, almost as if they'd never been here at all. In the kitchen she gathered some granola bars, fruit, and a few bottles of water, her hands shaking as she randomly grabbed at anything, everything, it didn't matter what. As frightening as the prospect of getting stranded out in the storm was, she couldn't muster the concentration to make sure they had the proper supplies. She dropped the food into a sturdy bag and glancing around one last time, switched off the light, and left. She saw him through the front window of the cabin as she approached the front door. He was standing by a small, all-terrain vehicle, its red paint a vivid contrast to the swirling gray sky. He was securing his duffel bag to the back with bungee cords, the wind whipping his hair as he stood braced against the rear tire. Even in this coming storm, he wants to leave she thought, just like the first time. He'd rather face the wrath of a winter storm in the mountains than nestle in a warm bed with her. Did it matter if he loved her? If he was so eager to be free of her, did it even matter how he really felt? The stark reality of it hit her forcefully again and again, like a hangnail you couldn't resist poking at even though it hurt like hell. Her mind went over and over it, torturously. It didn't matter whether he loved her or not. He was choosing to leave. Consciously, willfully choosing to leave her. In coming up with this outlandish plan to seduce him, she had been prepared for him to want to leave. And she had been prepared for him to admit he loved her. But never in her wildest dreams had she imagined that he might do both. She opened the door and stepped outside, just as the first icy snowflakes began to fall. 
they whipped around in the wind, swirling around her and stinging her face as she went down the stairs towards him. He glanced up at her, and the lump in her throat grew even more painful. He looked pale, his eyes large and dark. She tried to keep her expression neutral, but she could feel the tears stinging her eyes. He paused and set down the bungee cord he was using. He looked at her, and his gaze softened as his Adam's apple bobbed. He came towards her awkwardly as she stopped and paused on the last step. It made her almost eye-level with him, and she gazed into his eyes, noticing how the bright blue was flecked with soft gray, as if his eyes had somehow aged in the last few minutes. Alexandre, he said quietly, his voice almost lost in the wind. I just want you to know, I never meant to hurt you. I know, she said briskly, stepping past him and moving down the steps towards the ATV. She heard him blow out a frustrated breath behind her, but she didn't turn around. Alexandra. She heard him crunching through the snow towards her, and in that moment she knew she couldn't let him reach her, because right now her whole body felt like it was made of blown glass, and if he so much as touched her, she'd break. A moment. She just needed a moment more to steal herself. This was all too sudden. It was all ending far too quickly. If she could find a moment alone to deal with her grief, she could face him again. She could. She could do this. She just needed to get control of herself. Wait, just give me a minute, she said, barely keeping the tears back, whirling around as he approached. He stepped back, surprised, as she darted past him. I just need another minute. She ran up the steps and banged open the front door, not stopping until she was running up the stairs. She tore off her coat as she went, needing to be rid of its suddenly unbearable weight. She kicked out of her boots, too, hearing the satisfying thumps and bumps as they bounced down the stairs behind her. She stopped abruptly just inside the door of Eric's bedroom and clamped her hand to her mouth as the first real tears spilled down her face. She let out a few muffled sobs into her hand just to relieve the relentless, aching pressure building in her chest. She squeezed her eyes shut and let the pain have its way, if only for a few more seconds. It wasn't that she wanted to cry, because she didn't. She simply had to cry, or else she might just split apart. Her shoulders shook as she sobbed, and she wrapped her arm around her aching stomach to ease the pain that flared there. How was she going to compose herself now, she thought wildly, as the tears came, hot and fast and furious, how was she going to hide these tears from him now? She wasn't beautiful when she cried. She went red and puffy and sniffly, and it took a long time to recover. Time she didn't have. How was she supposed to face him like this, so obviously broken, so shamefully weak? And how the hell was she going to get on that ATV, wrap her arms around his waist, and hold him as he drove them away from this place? She couldn't imagine herself climbing off the back of that ATV and just saying goodbye, just like that. Even the thought of doing so stabbed into her fiercely, so much so that she knew it would kill her to have to do it for real. This was insane. 
having to say goodbye to someone she loved so dearly. For no good reason, either. It was a hellish, senseless, agonizing insanity reserved only for those who loved without hope. She couldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. There had to be a less painful way. And then, suddenly, like a vision from a dream, he was behind her. She turned away from him quickly, blotting her eyes with her palms and dragging in air to calm her nerves. Her heart thudded, both from the shock of his sudden, stealthy appearance and from the sputtering flicker of hope that lit within her when she briefly caught sight of him in the mirror. He had shed his coat and boots, just as she had. Somehow the fact that he wasn't dressed and impatient to go buoyed her a little, even if she knew better than to read anything into it. As long as he was here, in this room, warm and comfortable and seemingly content to stay, she could allow herself to believe she hadn't lost him yet. Not just yet. She kept her back to him, wiping at her wet face and willing her eyes to dry before she faced him. She didn't know what to say, and didn't trust her voice even if she did, and so she concentrated on composing herself, on studying her uneven breath. He came closer then, and cautiously wrapped his arms around her, drawing her back against the soft warmth of his sweater and the hard planes of his muscles beneath it. She fit so perfectly against him she wanted to melt, wanted to turn around and throw her arms around his neck and sink into him, but she just stood there, dabbing at her eyes, even as he rested his chin against her shoulder and kissed her neck. His warm breath against her ear tingled through her like fire down her nerves, and she shuddered, wanting to shy away from the sensation, but unwilling to leave the warmth of his arms. He just held her, gently kissing her neck, her ear, breathing against her as the wind swirled outside and the cabin creaked its lonely song. What can I do? he asked softly, after a long, quiet moment. His murmured voice in her ear was so pained, she couldn't tell if he was asking how to help, or just railing against fate. You can love me, she breathed, before she could stop herself. You can tell me you love me. I can't do that, he whispered. I'm sorry, I truly am. Then kiss me, she said, squeezing free a few more tears. Just one kiss. Just let me have that at least. I've kissed you, he murmured, pressing his lips to her ear as if to prove it. She turned to face him and he stepped back slightly to let her move. Then he drew her closer again, his hands encircling her waist like it was second nature now, holding her to him like she belonged there. I want a real kiss, she said, looking up at him with wet eyes. A slow, passionate kiss that burns on and on. I want your warm, sweet mouth all over mine, she whispered. I want to taste your lips, your tongue. I want to lose myself in you. Alexander, he groaned. But his eyes pinned her, and his arms tightened drawing her even closer, 
She went up on her toes and pressed her lips to his cheek, and then dropped back down on her heels. She looked up at him with as much love as she could hope to express through her eyes alone. I want a hot, sensual, breathless kiss that leaves us both panting, and leaves our lips bruised and our hearts pounding. I want a kiss that makes you want me as much as I want you. I want a kiss that goes on forever and drives us wild with desire, and I want it with the man I love, with you. His breath hitched, but he said nothing. He didn't move, but his eyes roamed over hers as his chest rose and fell, as he tried to control his breathing. She willed him to lower his lips to hers, mere inches away now, and kiss her. She pleaded with him, silently, on the verge of grasping his neck and dragging his mouth down to hers, whether he wanted to or not. But she wouldn't force him. She had all but begged him to kiss her, and yet he just stood there, staring at her. And she had her answer. I'm sorry, she finally said, lowering her gaze and starting to pull away. But that's what I want. If you don't want that too, the next words caught in her throat, but she forced them out. Then you probably should go. Silence filled the room for long, cold seconds that felt like hours. You have to come with me, he finally said, his voice sounding like it was being dragged through gravel. She shook her head, the idea only coming together now. No, I'm going to stay here till Sunday. Till Nick comes, I, I just, I can't leave yet. She hated the way her voice cracked, and how even more damnable tears brimmed over and spilled. She stepped back from him. I just can't leave here yet. I need more time. I can't leave you alone up here. Why not? She asked, wiping at her face with the back of her hand. You were... You were willing to leave me the first night we got here. You left so fast you even forgot your meds. Alexandra, if I hadn't made so much noise, you wouldn't have even looked back, would you? She laughed bitterly. You would have been long gone. You would have... I was coming back. She stopped. She blinked up at him. What? I was coming back when I found you. His usual deep, mellow timbre was strained as though he too were fighting back tears. She frowned, and another tear slipped down her face. I asked you if you were coming back, and you said you weren't, she said, remembering his cold demeanor in the hunting cabin. You said I, I just made so much noise and I lied. She stared at him, hot tears stinging her face. What? His eyes quickly roved over her face. I couldn't hear anything in that storm. I had no idea you were following me. I was coming back. Why? She asked, her heart pounding. Alexandra, he groaned, and leaned forward to press his forehead to hers. His words, when they came, were uttered in a pained whisper. You know why. You know why. It was how he so often answered her, an answer that wasn't an answer, something that up to now she had taken to mean her questions were obvious, 
and the reply unnecessary. Why couldn't she go on a mission? Why wouldn't he kiss her, or cover her body with his when they made love? Why wouldn't he sleep beside her? Why had he been coming back to her that night, when he'd been free and clear to leave? You know why. Emotions tumbled over each other in her mind, hope and despair clashing, optimism battling her embittered heart. She steeled herself against the wild, fluttering hope that was trying to take wing. I don't know why, Eric, she said quietly, her voice quavering, her heart hammering. Because you won't tell me. Alexandra, he said more urgently. He looked at her wildly, his eyes blazing. Do I have to say it? Do you really need to hear the words? And in that moment, she heard them. In the desperate pleading of his eyes, in the urgency of his whole body, in the slight trembling of his hands as they cupped her face, stroked her hair, touched every part of her, she heard them. She heard what he wouldn't say, couldn't say. The shock of the unspoken rippled through her, and she stared up at him, shaken. Not if you don't want to say them she finally managed, in a voice that wasn't quite her own. I can't, he said, closing his eyes, his brow furrowing in pain. Show me, she whispered, lifting her hand to stroke his cheek. Kiss me, and I'll know. I can't, he echoed, frustration and pain arcing through his voice. Jesus, Alexandra, I have to... You don't understand. I have to leave. Please, just... He swallowed hard and lowered his head so she couldn't see his eyes. If you love me, just let me do this. Let me do what I know I have to do. She looked down, something hot and sharp, spearing into her chest. He was right. She should just let him go, without guilt or melodrama, if he really believed he needed to leave. If he wanted to go that badly, if he couldn't even say three small words to her, or kiss her lips even once, then she should just end his suffering and let him leave, with as much of her blessing as her broken heart could give him. All right, she whispered. She sounded so pathetic, even to her own ears, and cursed herself for not being stronger. But just go, if you're going. Don't make me drive down with you. Don't drag it out. Just, just say goodbye now. Go. He made a sound then, a muffled groan, something tinged with frustration and pain. A sound that shredded her. A sound that she herself had to struggle not to echo. Just go, honey, she whispered, managing to smile somehow past her tears. Go if you need to, but please... Promise me you'll take care of yourself, that you'll find a doctor to help you. I can let you go if I know you're going to be okay. He swallowed, or it might have been a tight little nod, but his throat worked like he couldn't draw a breath. She touched him gently, pain ricocheting through her. And remember that I love you, Eric. I love you. It was well.
Her voice broke then, and a flood of grief washed over her. She ducked her head down and away from him, unable to stop the tears but desperate not to let him see. She moved away and tried to slip past him, but he caught her arm and started to pull her back. No, don't, she protested. I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want this to be the last thing you remember about me. Alexandra, Alexandra, he whispered, flinching as he tilted her chin up and took in her tear-stained face. His jaw muscle flexed and his throat worked in tight, pained spasms. His eyes glittered down at her as his arm encircled her waist and pulled her to him. His hand slid along her jaw and into her hair, and then, suddenly, as if he had been walking a razor-thin tightrope and could no longer balance, she watched him fall. She saw his last defenses crumble, saw a desire so desperate and raw that it hurt, saw love and longing and a torrent of need conquer his resistance, and in that precious, fragile moment, the world changed. He lowered his head, his breath hard and fast, his lips parting as they hovered near hers, and with one swift, fluidly sensuous move, his mouth came down on hers in a rich, lush, scorching kiss. White-hot pleasure exploded through her at the touch of his lips. His mouth moved over hers hungrily, velvet soft and sensual, with such ravenous abandon that she moaned from the exquisite agony of it. She gasped into the kiss as he drew her closer, deepening the kiss, moaning softly as his tongue swept over hers, in slow, languid, utterly erotic strokes that sent pleasure skittering down her nerves to her very core. His mouth moved languorously over hers, his tongue savoring the heat of the kiss, until they were consuming each other, falling into a fervent rhythm of lips and tongues, of breathless moans and hungry possession, of wild, delicious ecstasy. His fingers threaded deeper into her hair and he gripped her neck, pulling her even closer until he possessed her completely, sinking into their intimacy, dominating her with the raw hunger of his need. She met his heated kiss just as hungrily, moaning softly into his mouth as each new shock of sensation tore through her and melted her, liquefied her, filled her with a fluttering, almost violent spasm of pleasure. He was kissing her. Her mind reeled, dizzy with disbelief, aching with relief. Eric was kissing her, and it was unlike anything she could have imagined. She hadn't even known a kiss could feel like this so hot and sensuous and intense, hadn't dreamt that the soft, velvety lips she'd barely touched before now could move over her so fervently, with such urgency, such fiery, desperate need. Starbursts of pleasure and love and absolute joy ignited deep within her as she kissed him back, craving him, melting into him, needing the ecstasy that each touch of his lips brought. He held her to him, grasping the nape of her neck and ravishing her with his mouth, savoring her, moaning softly as his hunger grew. On a ragged breath he broke the kiss to gaze down at her lips, and then fell on them again with renewed passion, angling his head from one side to the other, tasting her from each side, covering every inch of her mouth with the heat of his own. 
finding just the right angle and perfect rhythm to send them both to new heights of pleasure. His tongue surged against hers, plunging deeply into her, and she cried out from the burning pleasure of it, the almost orgasmic ecstasy of it. He delved into her relentlessly, hungrily, with a wet, hot sensuality that made her knees buckle and her blood thunder wildly through her veins. He finally tore free from her, breathless, his chest heaving, his dark eyes burning into her. His lips were swollen and glistened with a sheen of moisture from their kiss, and just the sight of it sent a frisson of pleasure through her. From their kiss, she thought. His lips were flushed and swollen and shimmering from their passionate kiss. The burning, desperate kiss she had wanted for so long. She could feel the words he couldn't say, could feel them surging through every beat of his heart, through his ragged breath and his trembling hands as they gently slid along her jaw. His fingers were shaking as he caressed her cheek, and even his jaw seemed to quiver when she reached up to touch him the same way. He was trembling all over, she realized, his unsteady breath mimicking his tremulous touch. And she understood then that it wasn't just desire making him shiver. He knew what he was telling her with this perfect, perfect kiss. He was telling her he loved her, in a way more profound than words, in a way that could never be taken back. She knew it terrified him, that he had been brought to the edge by it, that all he could do now was give in to the painful pleasure and the frantic need of his heart, and hope that she would understand. All this she read in his eyes as they roved over her, and in the gentle reverence of his trembling fingers across her cheek. She steadied her own breath and curved her lips into a smile, stretching her arms up to curl around his neck in a wordless invitation that he understood and accepted. He lowered his head to hers again, and their lips met, even more hungrily this time, but somehow more artfully, too, as though they had learned each other in mere minutes, and now knew precisely, exquisitely, how to kiss each other, how to savor each other, how to nip and tease, and then sink into a deep, luxurious, rhythmic kiss that flowed through both of them until their hearts pounded, and they tore from each other only long enough for air. His hand left her neck and began to trail down the length of her body, cupping her breast, gently rounding over her ear, pulling her up into him as she kissed him. Then, suddenly, he lifted her up off her feet, his strong arms encircling her waist, his lips still hungry and roaming, and carried her over to the bed. He sat them both down heavily, grasping her tightly around the waist as she sank her hands into his hair and kissed him. Her loose hair fell around him, stray curls tickling his face and making him smile. It was such a decadence to kiss him, to cup his stubbled jaw and lower herself to his waiting lips, to feel him respond, to feel him kiss her back, to hear the low sound of pure pleasure rumble through his chest as she teased his lips into parting and slid her tongue inside his mouth with one long, sensual stroke. It was as close to heaven as she'd ever been. She never wanted to stop. She wanted to kiss him like this forever. 
He surprised her then by falling back with her and turning quickly, so that suddenly she was on her back beneath him. Then he was there, over her, his body covering hers as he moved them both effortlessly farther up the bed. He lowered himself to her, shifting so that she didn't have to bear his full weight, but so that she could still feel the delicious heaviness of his long, strong body on top of hers. He gently stroked her face, gazing down at her with heated eyes. She lay beneath him and gazed up at him in wonder, letting her hands find the hem of his shirt and slip beneath it. She ran her hands up the top muscles of his chest, pushing the shirt up as she explored, until he pulled it over his head and tossed it to the floor. The broad, muscled expanse of his tan chest felt so warm and strong, so unmistakably, deliciously male, that she shivered and drew in a breath as her hands played over him. His muscles tensed at her touch, the contours of his abs contracting beneath her fingers. She had touched him a hundred times, but never like this, never with his body so close to hers, with her lips still tender from his kiss with his arms encircling her, and the long, thick curve of his erection urgent against her thigh. Never like a real lover. Not until now. She lightened her touch to more of a gentle caress and trailed her fingers up his arms, to the rounded curves of his broad shoulders and up along his neck. Then she slipped her hands into his hair again and guided him down towards her, capturing his mouth with a slow, luscious kiss. He responded eagerly, lowering to her and kissing her back with equally languid, sensual movements of his mouth. As he kissed her, he pressed her hips to the bed, his long, powerful leg angled across her body so that his knee rested on the bed beside her. She lay pinned beneath him, owned by him, in a way that touched some part of her, some primal, essential, feminine part of her that reveled in his masculinity, in his larger, broader, and more powerful body as it desired hers. Fluttery spasms of pleasure rippled through her, but it was more than pleasure. It was a kind of wonderful rightness, as though she were made to lay beneath his body like this. She felt protected, sheltered by his arms and by his comforting strength. And as he kissed her, urgently, searchingly, savoring every taste of her lips, she felt adored. When he pulled away slowly and gazed down at her, his eyes were large and beautiful, focused on her face as though he were committing it to memory. His fingers danced along her jawline so delicately, caressing her so gently and whispered over her lips even as they tingled from his kiss. She pressed a petal-soft kiss to those fingers, and his smile spread slowly, like a blossom opening on a May morning. He was so beautiful it nearly stole her breath, especially when he smiled down at her this way, his heart shining from his eyes. He bent his head to her again, but now his kiss was lazy and sweet, deliciously slow and tantalizing. His urgent need for her had calmed into something sultrier, something less desperate, but somehow more intense. His lips brushed across her jawline and trailed a line of hot, 
sensual kisses up to her ear. Pure, liquid pleasure flowed through her, every touch of his lips igniting her senses, making her ache to touch him, to hold him, to feel him inside her. She turned her head as he kissed the column of her neck and ran her hands over his shoulders, his back, every inch of heated male skin she could find. He found her lips again, and she sank into him, into the hot, lush heaven of his mouth. The way he slanted his mouth over hers, the way he tasted her and savored her like she was the most delicious thing his lips had ever encountered, catapulted the pleasure even higher. When he curved his arm over her head and held her gently, looming over her with pure male dominance and deepened the kiss, she thought she just might come from the sheer pleasure of feeling so taken, so possessed. They were only kissing, but it was the most intensely, exquisitely erotic moment of her life. She could almost cry from it, from the aching, sensual pleasure building in her. And judging from his soft groans, from the surges she could feel against her thigh, from the way his hand slid around the back of her neck and sank into her hair, clenching her with an almost desperate need, she knew he was feeling the same thing. He withdrew from her lips, panting as he gazed down at her. She saw a different kind of heat shimmering in his eyes, a deeper, lazier, more erotic kind of pleasure than she'd ever seen there before. Heavy-lidded, almost drunk with desire, he slid his hands beneath the hem of her top and slowly guided it up, until she had to curl up and lift it over her head. When it was off, she lay back down, and he was over her again, kissing his way down her neck to her collarbone, to the tops of her breasts. She didn't know which sensation was more pleasurable, the feel of his broad, naked chest pressing against her, or the feel of his mouth trailing liquid fire down her skin. The simple, pure intimacy of being bare-chested against each other was intoxicating, and she pressed against him more firmly, his heated skin grazing her sensitive nipples and sending ripples of pleasure arrowing down to her core. How simple, how sweet and wonderful and potently sexual at the same time, she thought, holding him against her. She could hold him like this for hours, she knew, exploring every inch of him, every tight muscle, every hidden sensitivity every erogenous part of his beautiful male body. But as he lowered his head and took the pebbled peak of her nipple into the warmth of his mouth, she lost all ability to think. She arched at the sudden sting of pleasure and grasped his head against her as she cried out. His tongue swirled over her, flicked at her languidly, and suckled so sensuously she shuddered. He took her between his teeth and bit gently, and then soothed her with a slow, deliciously wet curl of his tongue. When she thought she couldn't stand the aching torture of it any longer, he released her, kissing across her breasts to the other nipple, and lavished it, too, with the same mind-shattering pleasure. Eric, she whispered, I feel so good. She could feel him smile against her, hear his small, satisfied murmur. Then he looked up at her, his eyes alive with pleasure and anticipation. He gazed at her, 
and as if he couldn't resist, fell on her mouth again, groaning as she slid her tongue over his and tasted him as thoroughly as he'd tasted her. The hand at her nape trailed down over her breasts, shaping one appreciatively before he moved lower to slip beneath the waistband of her yoga pants. He peeled them down gradually, until she arched her hips off the bed and helped him slide them down the length of her thighs and off. He hooked a finger beneath the silk of her panties and tugged at them gently, guiding them down to join the yoga pants in a pile on the floor. Naked beneath him, she luxuriated in the cool air that whispered against her skin even as he pressed his warmth against her, his skin so hot it almost burned. My God, Ansley. He breathed, gazing down the length of her body. He skimmed his hand over her, gently, dipping into the curve of her waist and over the swell of her hip. So beautiful. She pressed her lips to his neck and trailed kisses up to his ear, his skin warm and salty and utterly male. She let her hands wander over his chest and then lower to dip beneath the waistband of his jeans and slide luxuriantly along the solid length of him. He groaned and reached to unbutton his jeans, sliding them down his thighs and off his legs in one fluid motion. He was naked beneath them, and she closed her hand around him as he kicked the jeans free. He kissed her with delicious slowness as he settled between her legs and gently nudged them apart to accommodate him. Their naked bodies pressed together, his erection surging against her. She reveled in the sheer wonder of finally feeling his body on hers, molding to hers, covering hers as he kissed her, as he ran his hands all over her gently, carefully, as though he'd never touched her before. As though she were something rare, something beyond precious, something he had ached to touch, but wanted desperately to protect at the same time. His soft caresses intoxicated her, made her shiver beneath them, made her feel alive and magical and radiant. Everywhere his gentle fingers roamed. The first time we... He breathed, his eyes molten as he held her with his gaze. It sh should have been like this. I wanted it to be like this. Then he slid inside her, slowly, with a long, luxuriant stroke that stretched and filled her and made her cry out from the sudden, overwhelming surge of pleasure. She was heated and slick, more than ready for him, and as he gently guided himself into her with a soft groan and lowered his head to kiss her again, she felt a small flutter of an orgasm a tiny release from the passion and need that he'd wrung from her with his sensuous mouth. He moved then, withdrawing from her slowly before filling her again, his hips flexing with deliberate, delicious laziness, as if he wanted to feel every inch of her, wanted to prolong the exquisite pleasure of his cock stroking inside her, wanted to feel every sensation of her clenching muscles, it was torturously good and agonizingly sweet, the slow, tempered rhythm of his languid thrusts and withdrawals, a rhythm that moved through his hips like a wave.
The pleasure that flooded through her was everywhere and nowhere at once, and it was beyond pleasure, beyond rightness. Somehow it was a new, synergistic explosion of the two. She could feel his entire body making love to her. Through every languorous thrust and withdrawal, she could feel his chest rising and falling against hers, could feel his strong arms holding himself above her, could feel his hot, open kiss scorching her mouth. She reached down past his hips and gripped his rear, feeling the strong muscles flexing as he drove into her, and the power she felt in them was almost as heady as the knowledge that came with it. He was lost in her, as lost as she was in him, his whole being focused on the pleasure of making love to her. Some instinct, some drive made her grip him and pull him into her as if she could take him deeper, could meld their bodies even more profoundly. Nothing had ever felt so right. He pushed forward and grazed her clit with each thrust, and as she breathed out a soft whimper, his breath quickened, but he didn't increase his pace. He just dipped his head to trail hot, lazy kisses down her neck as he moved inside her. The slow, rapturous rhythm of his hips was almost as intoxicating as the full heaviness of his cock stroking inside her. It was maddening and tantalizing and outrageously wonderful, and unlike anything she'd ever felt before. She met his rhythm, arching her hips to meet his every smooth, easy thrust, until they were moving together, slowly, sensuously, riding the tide of pleasure together. He murmured against her ear, kissing the skin beneath it. His voice was low and sexual, heavy with heat. She moaned her response, closing her eyes against the pleasure. The ecstasy, that was the only word for it. She was flying, soaring above the clouds, feeling true ecstasy for the first time in her life, lost in the delicious abandon of his rapturous lovemaking. And it was lovemaking, her heart sang to her. He was truly making love to her. Skin pressed to skin, heart pressed to heart, his lips on hers, his eyes gazing down at her, heavy with pleasure and warm with love. It wasn't a frantic coupling to satisfy lust. It wasn't fast or hard or emotionless. It was sensual and slow for its own sake for the pleasure of being together, for the universe of touch and sensation and feeling that joining like this could bring. She closed her eyes against the pleasure and moaned. She had never felt anything so sensual, so sultry, so passionate, as this quiet, soulful dance. With each slow, rhythmic stroke, he fanned the flames rising within her, filled her with an aching need for release, but a desperate desire for it to never end at the same time. She felt it start to rise within her, a low, mellow wave of pleasure that began in the depths of her womb and began to radiate throughout her. The rising heat, the increasing ache, made her breath ragged as she moaned against his chest. She trembled, her body beginning to shudder from the intensity of her building climax, and when he gazed down at her and smiled, she summoned it. With slow, deep strokes of his cock within her, with his soul shining at her from the depths of his eyes, she shattered, 
curling up into him and sobbing out her release as he continued his lazy, sensual rhythm. He didn't stop even as she clenched and moaned around him, finally laying back and trembling from the exquisite pleasure of coming while he filled her and withdrew, never altering his slow, heavenly pace. When she finally floated free and fluttered back into her body, he was smiling down at her, his hips still moving in that excruciatingly wonderful rhythm. She'd never felt anything like it, and as she looked at him, dazed, he bent and found her mouth, kissing her with such delicate sweetness, such breathless wonder. His tongue tangled with hers, his mouth lingered on her lips, taking her bottom lip and suckling it lightly before releasing it. Then he slanted his mouth over hers possessively and deepened the kiss. The feeling of his tongue sliding over hers, sending thrills of pleasure skittering down to her very center, to the sensitive nub he was still moving against as he stroked inside her. She moaned and curled her arms around his neck, drawing him closer to her, burying her face against his neck, kissing his collarbone as his muscles worked beneath her touch. She clasped his rear again, guiding him into her deeper, until he slipped his hand beneath the small of her back and held her, his hand displaying along the base of her spine, as he gently tilted her hips off the bed. As he moved forward and thrust into her, she gasped again. He was even deeper, deeper than she thought possible, his cock stretching every sensitive nerve ending she had. Her legs rose to wrap around his waist, and he sank into her again and again, leaning heavily forward on one hand as the other held her. He slid into her so easily, so sweetly, his easy rhythm increasing only slightly as he bent and kissed her again, breathing out a moan of pleasure against her mouth. His hips moved like a wave, filling her to her limit and then withdrawing with the same agonizing pleasure as he breathed against her cheek and pressed long, lingering kisses to her skin feeling his large, muscled body moving against her, feeling his soft, wet lips pressing delicate kisses to her face, hearing his throaty moans and ragged breath. She felt pure, unfamiliar happiness surge through her. Oh yes, he was making love to her. With his eyes and his lips, with his hands and his hips, with his heart, as he looked down at her, his eyes glittering with desire and warmth and love, she knew he loved her, knew it in her soul. She reached up and pressed her fingers to his lips just to feel them, just because she could. And he kissed each fingertip in turn as his eyes smiled down at her. She trailed her hands down his chest, rasping her nails through the coarse hair and brushed her fingers lightly over the flat disc of his nipple. He groaned and lowered his head to her neck as she flicked at it gently, loving the way his body tensed and jerked at the sensation. She continued downwards, stroking the softer skin below his navel, below his straining abs. With her touch, he seemed to grow more and more aroused, less able to keep his rhythm slow. His breath hitched as he began to increase his pace the once-languid rhythm gradually giving way to faster, steadier strokes. He panted as he looked down at her, his eyes searching hers as if to make sure she wanted him to go faster. Her clenching inner muscles, 
the pleasure liquefying between her legs, should have told him that she did. But she smiled at him encouragingly and gripped his rear again, pulling him in deeper as he began to thrust. When he released her lower back, letting her settle on the mattress again, and braced his arms on either side of her, she felt a rush of anticipation flood through her. He drove into her, his breath ragged, as small cries of ecstasy left his lips. His hips drummed relentlessly, driving, driving, pushing his cock deeper and deeper. He squeezed his eyes shut and lowered his head to her neck, to bury his face in her hair, to kiss the soft skin below her ear, even as he drove into her rapturously, massaging her tightening sheath with every fiery stroke. Asking, no, I can't. He groaned tightly, his lips brushing against her ear in rhythm with his jutting hips. Oh God, I'm coming, baby, I'm coming. The sound of his voice, so tight with passion, so urgent and hot as he breathed against her ear, as he called her his elskling and baby and love, another climax surged within her and exploded behind her eyes, her keening cry echoing throughout the room as she curled up into him again, burying her face against his collarbone. She sobbed as her body jerked and convulsed around him as the pleasure washed over and through and all around her. He watched her as she fell back against the bed, his eyes pinning hers, taking in every ounce of pleasure he'd given her, like it was a precious gift she were giving him instead of the other way around. Then she saw his own shattering release sharpen his eyes and pinch his brow as he let out a harsh groan and surged into her, filling her with the first warm jets of his gum. He slowed his pace as he came. As he closed his eyes and let the tremors shudder through him, a small, breathless moan escaped his lips. When he finally stilled, pleasure rippled through him so violently that when he lowered his head to kiss her, to join their mouths as sensuously and passionately as their bodies just had, his lips were trembling and he struggled to catch his breath. But he kissed her, lovingly, longingly, with such tenderness, she wanted to cry. When he finally pulled back to gaze down at her, his eyes were large and beautifully gray-blue. She reached up to caress his cheek, felt the flutter of his lashes against her light touch as she neared his eyes. He stroked her hair, letting his hand drift down to her cheek, and his fingers brushed lightly across the lips he'd bruised with his kisses. He touched her so gently, so tenderly, even as his hand skimmed down between her breasts and then moved up along one rounded curve and then the other. Small shudders rippled through him like electric aftershocks of pleasure, and she smiled at him. You are my heaven, he whispered, pressing his forehead to hers, his breath beginning to slow. He smiled and dipped down for another sweet sultry kiss. His kiss was warm and sensual, utterly lush and erotic, even after they were both sated and spent and all but boneless in each other's arms. He cupped her face and kissed her with a tender kind of need, a sensual hunger not as fierce as before they had both shattered in each other's arms, but somehow more compelling. As he lay down beside her and pulled her into his arms, 
She snuggled against him, sleepy with afterglow, and lit from within with love.